Hi, I'm Madison. And I am Michael. Or, my name is Michael. I am actually beyond this human form. This human suit. <laughs> I'm beyond it all. Why are you wearing that stupid man I'm beyond. You know that song? Yeah. I'm beyond. Broccoli? All that fuck shit. Yeah, that was like, what, 2016? Hey, no. 2017? Tell what I'm feeling. When that shit dropped. Mindy got a moaning on my broccoli. Yeah. Yes. That was when uh he put Lil Yachty on on that song. Maui, Maui. I fucking hate Lil Yachty. Took my game. We gonna turn this shit to Columbine. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, this is the Family Size Podcast. You ready to get into it? Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. Two siblings that like to make each other laugh Cracking fart jokes and reminiscing on the past I'm Michael and she's Madison Hi We're not family friendly but we're family size I think I fucked that up <laughs> <laughs> Alright Michael, so my weekly update is It's a two-parter Oh wow, yeah. two parts Two parts cream, one part sugar Yeah, well Oh shit Yeah if you like maybe spoiled cream oh, and God. then good sugar at the okay. end of it. But I had a long weekend. Is that the new bad good bad news, good news? Yeah, but it's like double bad. Oh shit. I won't say double bad, but I drank a lot this weekend. Oh. And I don't be drinking. You party know Girl Madison I has party, made a return. Party rock. Party rockers in the house tonight. I didn't sing any of the notes right to that just now. <laughs> um, so I was invited to a fish fry and then a crawfish boil Oh. at a local shrinery. Okay. Um, which, if you don't know what uh, a shrine is, um, basically it, it's sort of entangled with Freemasonry. No, I didn't know that. Like, a lot of people that are in the shrine, Shriners organizations are also Freemasons, but I don't know that you necessarily have to be. Yeah. We're not it's, talking about, like, a shrine, like the shit you have in your basement, which is a tribute to your next-door neighbor. like, Taylor Swift or something. Like, no, not yeah, like no, that. No, no, no. But, yeah, like... A middle-aged man's club, basically. Right. And sometimes they host... And they're... Camp. Actually, it's like an old man's club. Yeah, yeah. Like Lodge. Like Lodge members. Yeah, like Lodge members, except this is, okay... We have this big shrine on a really big road of ours called Schillinger Road. Yeah, yeah, the Abba Shrine. The Abba Shrine. Yeah. And Shriners, more specifically, raise money to help children's hospitals and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But Shriners themselves, regardless of age, are party people. Yeah. And from what I can gather, are majority more... The right side of the road. Okay. The the right side of center. Is that what they say? <laughs> right of center, yeah. Yeah, right okay. of center. Okay. And, uh, you know, so I don't necessarily... I go into these things because I've got a friend I went to culinary school with. Her husband is in this organization. He's also a Freemason. Um, and I started going to these things because an ex of mine 
and her husband were besties. My ex was trying to become a Freemason. None of this matters. She's married? Who? She's married now? No, my last ex, Jonathan. Oh, you said her husband. I was like... Her husband, my best friend's husband, and Jonathan are besties. That's how I ever met Jonathan. Okay. Anyway. Thought you dated a girl that went and got married or something. No, so I got... uh, (laughs) So I got invited out to this thing because they'll do dinners. I haven't been out to one in a long time, but they usually it's like a smaller thing and it's like just the Shriners, just the like main like uh, board of directors type vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like their wives and stuff. It's like a steak dinner yeah. and you pay a certain amount of money in and that money goes to wherever the fuck. But you get like a steak, potato, there's a salad bar, things like that. Okay. And it's just like in this one little area called the Fez Bar or something like that. The Fez is the hat that they wear. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's like a little like thumbtack, or not thumbtack, thimble looking hat. That shit it's Will Ferrell wore in the uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, that, right. Um, And it's got a little tassel on it. And anyway... So I didn't know what I was showing up for. I thought it was going to be something like that. Okay. So I show up, and the first night, it's more like that, but there's still quite a few more people than I'm used to. Mm. And it's a fish fry night. Yeah. So they've gone out and caught their own fish, and it's kind of like catfish, uh, coleslaw, hush puppies, the classics. Yeah. And then just like random shitty-ass like buffalo wings, but it's like they're really thin and like little... I'm like, why is this even here? Exactly. I guess just for people that weren't eating fish, obviously. And then there was like cake and stuff. And then the next night was crawfish night. Crawfish night was what it was really about. For sure. The whole weekend. We love our crawfish on the Gulf Coast. Golly. Um, and they're only good, like, it's a big deal for like maybe a month and a half because that's when the crawfish season is. Like, it's a fucking fruit. Yeah. It's crawfish season, and, like, there is some big event dealing with crawfish, whether it's at your house, at your daddy's house, at the shrine. We played, the weekend before this, we played at a crawfish cook-off. Me and my dad's band. I got traumatized at my first job because we were, like, I worked at a restaurant that was, like, smack dab in the middle of, like, downtown food bar district. And we did the big crawfish thing where they set up out front with the big pot. And I was the dishwasher who had all the extra jobs. And I, so I'm the one that, like, has to, like, clean out my my three-part sink. So now I'm only using the, the hose and the sanitized machine and having to, like, get all the fucking crawfish in the sink. When my vegetarian ass knows... I'm setting them up for That's fucking so death. That's so sad. Yeah, and and they're still alive. I'm having to put them in there. I'm getting like pinched and shit. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like they had me what on day shift when I wasn't fucking busy washing dishes. I was like rolling patties and shit. And my boss knew how I ate, and he was still having me do that shit. It sucked. It fucking sucked. That sucks. Yep. So, um, anyway, so the first night was like kind of just like a brotherhood night like there were all these other potentates is like the head of the board okay um and then counterparts is what they were called so if you were any other part of the board of directors is what i'm calling them but i don't know if that's their name those people were coming down to be from different other places in alabama maybe even the tri-state area but i think it was just alabama 
from other shrines in Alabama to like welcome in the new potentate of the sh- the Abba shrine. Okay. And so Friday night was more of just like a hey, we're here, like we're just going to have catfish dinner and we're all going to be together. The next night was like a big night. So there was at least 200 people there and it was like this a uh, big crawfish like they were coming to the table with these silver pans of just piled crawfish, potatoes, corn and everybody was getting their own big ass thing of of crawfish. Mm. I didn't eat the crawfish cuz it's always too spicy for me. So I had frusaclis which they were serving at another table, but it wasn't a lot of it. That's um, funny. They just <laughs> But I was, like, <laughs> I was like thank god because I can't eat all this. That's another Gulf Coast staple, especially mm-hmm. Alabama, right? Like, Fusaclis yeah. isn't available in many other states except for No, it's like... not available v- very, like, I think our town has the most Fusaclis in it because it was created in Mobile. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I thought. Like, it's like the just daughter like a Mobile of the thing. owner, uh, he first owned Smoothie Kings. Mm-hmm. And then... And then I think Alabama had the first Zaxby's too. It was like in Auburn or something like that. What's weird about that is I thought we were one of the last people to like have a Zaxby's. Yeah. But apparently there's still people out there that don't have Zaxby's. There's only like 12 states with Zaxby's. Which is weird. It's like they have a map in their store and it's like basically just like the southeast and maybe up to like Virginia, maybe like Missouri or something like that. We got all kinds of chicken places. Yeah. But the guy that owned the, the... the Smoothie Kings decided to open up a chick, chicken place, chicken finger place, mm-hmm. called Fusaclis, which is based off of his last name, but it's not his last name. Wait, they were from the same dude? Yeah. That's why... Oh, that's why on Greelot, or no, on University, they share a building. Yeah. Right? I didn't... Wow, that's cool. That was the first... That was like the first one, I think. Oh. I want to say that was the first one that was ever opened, but I could be wrong. This is a history lesson for me. Yeah, I have no idea. and his his kids actually went to the same high school as us. Watch, I'm my wife younger than me. In several weeks, when my wife and I are listening to this in the car or whatever, she's gonna be like, "You didn't know that, obviously." Like, I think their like, last name is like Fuziati or something like that. That's fucking funny. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the second night, so many. People show up, and I'm not part of the organization. I'm like this third party that's like, my friends invited me out here tonight. Like, I'm not part of them. I'm not one of the counterparts. I'm not part of the family, but I'm like just this rando one-off person. Yeah. And we had already been drinking on Friday night. So then Saturday night comes around, we're drinking more. We're drinking heavier. Two days in a row of drinking. Fuck. I can't yeah. do that shit. The first night, I did all right. I, I had a little buzz, and then I chilled out. And then, you know, I, got, I went home, and it was all good. Um, the second night, I got fucked up. But I, <laughs> I actually held my own better than most of the other people around my age. Okay. Um, like my ex, for instance, we had to call his mom to come get him because he was passed out. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Well, it was, there's a lot to that we can talk about off this. Yeah. But then, so I'm, unfortunately as an alcoholic, there's one thing I love and it's part of being a crowd of people that don't want to go home. 
Oh, sorry. There's people talking outside. They're laughing. I thought someone yeah. was screaming, but no. I, I love being in a crowd of people that are like, I'm not going home yet. What are you talking about? We're going to party all night. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I get to keep drinking because I'm an alcoholic. I stay away from those types. Of, I, I mean, I stay away from people in general. I drink alone. Yeah. I'm just always at my house by myself anyway, so I can't really talk. When I do decide <laughs> to drink and when I was a drinker, I enjoyed an enabler. I hated somebody that was like, no, we're going to go home, and then you're left by yourself. I hated that, because then I'd start internalizing my feelings and, like... You start feeling bad about it? Yeah, or? start feeling really bad about who who I am as a human for being out here by myself drinking. Which, I mean, self-reflection is fine, but, like, while you're already drunk... Yeah. You can wait until you're hungover, or the next day yeah. after you get over your hangover... That's not how that works to, my ...to feel bad about the fact that you're yeah. drinking, because if you feel bad about putting something in your body and it's still there then you just feel like well I can't even fucking do anything about it now so you, it just compounds and compounds and compounds so to make this part short yeah enough um just to not get into every waking detail of it <laughs> uh we're sitting out on this patio and there's it's there's this um picnic table there's enough of us to sit at this picnic table there's a few picnic tables but there's just enough of us to sit at this picnic table and then there's an extra chair okay so it's me and across from me is this older woman around dad's age um that's that's just been drinking coffee she's like i used to drink i don't drink anymore but she's cool to hang you know so she's hanging and she's funny and she's real cool she's just listening to everything but she's not an older lady that's going to be like y'all don't need to talk about that like she's there for it but everybody's being real like, this is kind of a crowd where you can say some pretty vulgar shit as far as, like, sexual stuff. And everybody's just kind of, like, cool with it. Instead of anybody being like, ugh. It's just like, oh, we all know. But I self-monitor. Yeah. So in those situations when you're around a lot of people, unless you're like, that's what she said type of thing, past that, it kind of gets a little too much you know the way that my brain is like you can't be saying shit like that in public somebody's gonna get upset and also my brain just doesn't work like that yeah these are not those kind of people but also like i'm drinking so i'm a flirt baseline anyway okay i'm just like i'm gonna flirt innocently with anyone i'm not looking it's just part of my like charisma i guess is what you would call it more than your riz yeah it's my riz (laughs) (laughs) instead of it it, yeah i would call it like charismatic unspoken riz instead of like (laughs) necessarily always like flirtatious i think it's just part of my personality okay to be charismatic in that way i don't know and um but when i'm drinking that's turned up a little bit and so you know everybody's t- all these girls talking about their ass there's like a couple thick girls at the table and everybody's got an ass at the table but all their asses are jiggly mine's firm so then we have this whole competition about competition about why you having a twerk off at the shrine no, no, why is madison's ass firm well let me touch it let me touch it let me touch it uh-huh. <laughs> i get I get in the middle, <laughs> Michael. You don't understand how bad this got. You got fucking passed around. Yeah, oh I did. God. And then, <laughs> and at first it was fun. Okay, so like you get to a point of drunk where it's like you're just like being cool. 
Well, then I get in the middle and just this like sandwich of this. Here we go again, swinger couple. Oh, and they just start like filling you up. They start being, you know, I am not against having that kind of night with somebody. Okay. I'm against that kind of public display of affection. Yeah. It's like, if you want, like, I don't know. It's just like, so it wasn't to say that in the right circumstances, I would, I wouldn't do something like that. It's just to say that they were very outwardly affectionate in front of all these people that were very, we were all in the same bubble yeah. And we're all just, like, looking at each other, and it's very... Like, I wasn't getting touch-touch, like, not, like, not like where I should should have punched somebody in their face. Okay. But very, like, at one point, I was asked to sit between them, and so, like, I'm straddling the bench, like, instead of sitting on it... You with, agreed to this? I, because I'm a people pleaser, so at this oh, point, man. I want to be like, no... No, that but I'm straddling the bench in front of the husband that's straddling a bench. And know. the woman, the wife or the girlfriend, whatever, starts giving me a lap dance. Oh, God. And the dude starts touching my fucking hair. And I'm like... Trying to look at the other people around me like, hey, okay, it's gone way too far now. Please stop this. Like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. But you can't say it with your own mouth. No, I couldn't. But I was, like, looking at everybody like this, like, y'all might think this is just some sort of, like, get her out of her shell thing. And they're just, like, pushing Mm -hmm. my buttons. They're being serious. And I need y'all to look me in my eyes and realize this awkward face and this weird scream I keep doing is y'all's signal to be like, you're all that, right. You're that meme with the guy at the dining table. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, and it just keeps happening to me. Jeez. So, and I'm just like, dude, oh my God. Finally, they decide to go home, thank God. And everybody at the table at that point is like, you all right? Then there's this random Am I all guy. right? You didn't fucking help. Right. You know that something's right. wrong. Wow. Right. God it's like, I have to blame myself because of the way that I am when I'm drinking. Yeah. Not that I was getting up on anybody, but if somebody were to have been flirting with me, I'm going to jokingly and like fun ways flirt back and be silly and kind of show that side of my personality. But then it just went so far. Yeah. And anyway, after they left, there's just this boy. There was this boy the whole time. He was like two years younger than me. Okay. And he's sitting over there. He comes up. The first thing he does is he has a Kit Kat bar. And I'm like, you got where'd you get a Kit Kat bar? He gives me half of it. I like, no, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, here you go. Kind of, He looks like he's trailer trash, but like he knows. Was it a four-piece Kit Kat bar? Yeah. You got two? I got two whole You got pieces. a Kit and a Kat. Yeah. And so then. Like I, someone pulling a cigarette out of their pack and, and or like, or like lighting shit for you. And then a little <laughs> while later, he just shows up with a half gallon, like, that's partially drank of chocolate milk. So in order, like, for me in this moment, I was like, I got to stop drinking so much. I start drinking chocolate milk, which is fine. Like, understand, I'm not going to get to a point where I puke or anything. I don't puke at all. 
You're gonna have some in this situation. crazy dreams. Alcohol and chocolate milk. Yeah. So I'm drinking chocolate milk to sober up while I'm getting like fucking manhandled by this weird couple. Jesus. Um and just continuously drinking chocolate milk and I finally, you know, I went home uh when everybody else went home. And you but, drove home? Yeah, but I had sobered up on the chocolate milk. I had been drinking chocolate milk. Is that how chocolate milk works? For me that night, it was. <laughs> and also, I was being fucking molested. So, I guess... Jesus. So, I get in the car, go home. It comes out of like Cotton wait. Candy Randy with fucking yeah. Kit Kats and yeah. chocolate milk. I, hey, you, daddies. Yeah. <laughs> need to sober up. <laughs> yeah, that's how it felt. But he was chill, dude. He was chill as fuck. And then he was, he's just in the corner just watching all this go down. He ends up being the older lady's grandson. But anyway... The older lady that was twerking on you? No, the older lady... No, the older lady that wasn't drinking at all. Oh, that was just listening. was like watching. Okay. Everything. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Isn't it? And so anyway... He's her little page boy. Yeah. <laughs> Send out the milk. Yeah. All right, so then the next day, I have to be up early because I have a gig. God damn it. I have a gig in on Dolphin Island that starts... <laughs> At three. Like on the island or like a DIP? No, on the island. On the fucking island. Oh my God. Yeah, so dad's texting me. I, Luckily, I got some sleep, but dad's texting me at like eight, like, all right, are you going to go with me? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go with you. And he's like, okay, well, we got to be out of the house. Uh, like, I'll be over to you by 11, 11, 15, because we got to go to the storage unit and get my drums. And I'm like, fuck. And then he'll show up half an hour early. Then he said, "So me to I show had up. to, so I had to get up, take a shower, like all this shit over again, find some clothes to wear, um, and wait for him to get here. He got here at eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. We went and did all that. I am, I'm hungover, but like in a weird way. I'm hungover, like not necessarily like the worst I've ever been hungover. I don't have a headache or anything. I'm worried that I'm not gonna be able to sing because I've been." you know smoking cigarettes back to back because i was drinking Mm -hmm. and my stomach hurts because obviously even though i had a stomach of steel the night before i drank half of a half gallon of chocolate milk on top of you know whiskey so obviously my stomach's like what the fuck did you do to me last night yeah I'm loading out, like, loading in dad's drums, loading out dad's drums in the heat of summer on Dolphin Island, in my pumps, just... In your pumps? I'm sweating. Bruh. I'm sweating. Not the pumps. The pumps, bro. And I'm sweating my ass off. Uh, long story short, because I didn't make the last one short. Were you hungover? I was hungover enough to just want to be in a bed. But had I not had anything to do, I think I would have been fine. Bro, being hungover in front of dad sounds like like. Oh, I told him I was like dream. I drank a little too much last night. Or, but or a fucking I wasn't like I wasn't like hungover like what you think when you think hungover. It was more like my body was like, can you just lay down like. That just sounds like a bad dream I would have because most of my nightmares it's not me fighting monsters or like being chased down a hallway. It's like. I've done something that's possibly irreversible, and people that I love are disappointed in me. That that's my yeah. nightmares. Yeah, me too. God damn. But it's uh, everything was fine. Um, I sweated off. I got a sunburn. <laughs> um, mom came to the gig. Oh yeah. 
but then also our sister's mom came to the gig. Oh boy. And she danced the night away? She danced the night away like every single one of the peanuts. I'm ta- like you've never seen this woman move like this before. And she was like she was she was, Michael, I got to show you. Linus and Lucy face. Yeah, ass? she was doing shit like this. Like big stomps. She wasn't just doing like Bro, this. Bro, that's some flash dance shit. Yeah, she was getting up and she was pulling people up. Madison did the thing where you tuck your chin into your neck and then like shimmy backwards. Yeah, she was with your arm down straight down. Ground. Like she didn't give a shit who was there. She was drinking. Did she <laughs> fall into a chair backwards and dump a bucket of water on herself? Like, like what's isn't going that weird? on? Yes. And she was every single song she was up. And then she gave us a twenty dollar bill to sing like to do some song I wasn't part of and never heard them play before, but they played it. And it was Eddie Money. And, like, Shake It. Shake something. Oh, I don't know. I only know, like, two Eddie Money songs. Um, <laughs> so, and Mom, was obviously. Was she shaking it? Yeah, she. I mean, she was. Oh, my God. She was fucking going. And, of course, Mom's just, like, not happy about it. No. She's not happy that she's there in the first place. No. Um, but they stayed on opposite ends and I just hung out with mom. But you know, that person enjoys being some sort of bit of a get getting some bit of attention. Like we know that about her. So she you know, she was getting her attention and she was always trying to get my attention and it was just it just kind of put like a little bit of a damper on the day just because you know how mom mama gets with that and understandably so but anyway i mean i get it i mean i'm people are just like that i mean like mom's not the jealous type but it's also just like sometimes you don't you just don't there's also an event there's something that happened that never got resolved that some people just like to pretend like it didn't fucking happen, but it most certainly did. Yeah. And there wasn't an apology there. Yeah. And mom isn't, doesn't want to be the person that takes the high road anymore. Yeah. Because she always was. And that's fine to me. But, um, either way, uh, we were supposed to play 3 to 6.30. We played until 7.30 or 8 o'clock because... The person that booked us was like, can you please play 30 More Minutes? You are the best band we ever had here. Mm. Um, well, I'll get you more money. 30 Minutes comes up. Can y'all please play another 30 Minutes? Y'all are the best band. Like, y'all are the best band we've ever had. You here. need to pay me up front right now. Understand, Teresa's band has played there. And this person is in Teresa's band that booked us. We doxing folks now? Oh, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, so I sweat off, sweat all of it off. I got a sunburn. I came home and just, I got some Arby's cause I didn't eat all day. Yeah. And that's what, that was my weekend. Nice. That's what I did. Very eventful. Very eventful. Way more eventful than I mine. I talked for so long. I'm that's so sorry. Fine. No, that's fine, bro. It's a podcast. That's what you do. You fucking yeah. talk. <laughs> Imagine it. We, we're not talking. I haven't really gotten over the weekend. Like, it's like I need another day to, like, level out. Because my stomach is still just like, what is up? Yeah. It's like, 
I have acid reflux or I have heartburn, so I want to drink milk to s- subside. Mm-hmm. But then my stomach's like, you've had your limit of milk for the fucking week, and so then my I'm all bloated and I'm like, you know, got stomach issues and. I just be ODing on Tom's, bro. I don't have none of that here. You need to get some Tom's. I'm sure. Go I to do. the convenience store up the street and I've get some fucking Tom's. I've been farting and burping. God damn. Yeah. Farting and burping. And burping. <laughs> yeah, man. All of it. I just be rocket launching both ends, just going back in parallel parking with my That's body. fucking funny. The way that that old lady downstairs says they apparently hear everything you do up here. Yeah. Well, I'm so If they scared. just hear you ripping ass. Well, yeah, because I get up in the morning. Like, anytime I'm in here, like, if I'm in my bedroom and I fart, I'm like, surely they fucking heard that. Because it's loud as shit. I got to fart right now, dude. That's fucking funny. Like, it's just never ending. So I got coffee today. <laughs> But, like, I just need the moment, and I don't even have a moment this weekend. Like, tomorrow's my only day where I just get to, like, not do anything tomorrow. Oh, that's what you mean. After work. But then I have to practice on Friday, and I have another gig on Saturday in Pensacola. So I don't have any downtime until Sunday. Okay. Yeah, anyway, so let's get into your weekly update. Okay. So, I think I said this on one of the more recent podcasts. I'm I'm trying to get into streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of drug ass on it the last few years just because I've had other shit going on. Or, you know me, I have, I have ADHD and it's hard for me to pick a passion. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, unfortunately, you don't just get to have passions and hobbies in an economy like ours. Like, the more time you spend in those and they they're not something you're making money off of that's less time you're making money less food you're able to buy less money you have for rent blah 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 so um recently i've been trying to get more into that um i read you know i've been watching video stuff you know advice on how how to do this where to start stuff like that and so right now i'm sort of using twitch basically as my recording grounds and then I'll send the video over to a YouTube account where they're saved as private first and then edit them from there. Put them on my main YouTube account. Keep the full versions on the second YouTube account, blah, blah, blah. Um, and man, I just got done editing a video. I've actually broken it up. I'm going to release it over four different weeks. Holy shit, dude. Like, I don't have any paid like editors, editing services or anything like that. I've been doing it on an iPad. I've been going back and forth between apps like fucking uh, PixArt. Oh, trust me, I know. And Clip, Clip, That's how I made Clip all Cut or whatever the yeah. fuck this shit is called. And like Lumen. And, and, and iMovie. Like, and all this sort of shit. Yeah. Dude, the shit I did on Clip Cut to try to get the fucking colors right. Oh my god. So we, we play a lot of like Black Ops 4 Call of Duty. I'm literally, when Alexandra is at work, I was pulling up the game, opening the map setting an infinite timer and no no score limit and no bots so just me and literally running like walking from place to place on the map and then matching it up to what i'm looking at on the ipad and i'm doing like the color graphs the hsl shit turning up and down fucking contrast and sharpening and all this shit to try to get the fucking sky the right color and all this sort of shit because it didn't fucking translate well and then we go back and we find out that A, Alexandra either didn't turn on her mic or it wasn't working for most of the video, so I'm having to subtitle the video whenever she speaks. And B, 
Uh, we didn't record it. We were, we streamed in 720, but there's a second option apparently called 720 60 FPS, and that's what we should have been doing, because so much of this shit is fucking like grainy and not as defined as it needs to be and shit. So I'm literally having to do all that manually. So I just hope it comes out well and that it's worth it. I'm gonna keep trucking there, but I'm wanting to do like actual like a streaming sort of setup, not just the screen because a lot of streamers you know they have they they'll have a chat which I don't have enough people to have a chat right now but and they'll have their face on the screen and this and that and anytime I was looking up a streaming computer I was getting gaming computers and it's like I'm not gonna be gaming on I'm gonna be gaming on the PlayStation I just need a screen and I need a computer that can handle you know streaming and stuff like that without fucking up breaking down and anytime I well, found... Well, just put, like, best computer for Twitch. Yeah, and any, but anytime I found something that was, like, in a good price range for me, it was so sketchy. Even if it was on Amazon or Walmart.com, it was, like, it was refurbished and shit like that. Some of the good reviews literally had, where like, a, a tag on them that said incentivized review or, like, the first 13 you read off look like they were fucking written by the same person just like very good very nice best product and it's like okay english is not this person's first language first since purse nice michael not mine either apparently not right. this person's first language and they're using all caps and then you dig into the reviews um or you look them up on the better business bureau and they're not accredited and it's a bunch of people saying hey i didn't get everything or i got some shit and after a couple of days it broke down and then i had a shitload of trouble with customer service and not getting the shit. I'm like, I can't take that kind of risk. So I finally found very specific videos on what to do if you're streaming with your PlayStation and just need a computer to do the streaming, not the gaming, right? And I unfortunately, like it seems like the cheapest I can go is this like laptop that's sort of made for like gaming and streaming. $1,400? No, it's... um. You can get it used like new from Amazon. It's certified by Amazon, shipped out by their warehouse. The cheapest I could find in that category was like in the mid 500s. Oh, that's not but too bad. it's not too bad based on like, well, everything that was in between 100 and 300 dollars ended up being like sketchy. I don't want to risk it. And then everything that was like a tower PC was like, you know, 400 to or like 900 to 4,000 dollars. It's like I'm. Who the fuck am I, right? Richie Rich. So I'm saving up my money to do that, right? And I'm going to get a laptop, so hopefully I don't have to manually, with an iPad and a fucking stylus, make the fucking sky show up in every goddamn frame of a game, because that was goddamn ridiculous. So the last couple times we uh, recorded, we got new headsets, um, and they sounded good. We made sure to record in the 60 FPS... And uh, I'm back to editing, but I've given myself some time by spacing that last video out over four weeks. Um, other news I have in terms of life progression, we didn't talk about this last week, but I have officially surpassed 20 pounds lost Good job. on our Health Buddies 2022. You're the only one. And I feel pretty good about it, um, actually, obviously. I just wish like more that was going away was in the belly. You know, I've set like a goal like of like two twenty something. Come, come out of that belly. Yeah. Just... A lot of it's come off the sides and stuff too, but it's just like 
I feel like I'm stuck in terms of ab definition. Like I have like two and a half abs that are defined and I can't, it feels like I can't get past that, but I'm still losing weight. Like my love handles are going away and shit. You gotta watch what you're eating, when you're eating it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And eating eating the right things for muscle mass. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the amount of water you drink, you know, and then the type of exercises that you're doing. But you're not going to get a six-pack in two weeks. No, not at all. And it hasn't only been two weeks, but it's going to be a little while because you started with a little bit of a gut. Yeah. But you're doing really well. I mean, I was, to it. I was 272 when we first weighed. My most recent weight, I was... Uh, 252 something like 252 point something so i'm still going with that speaking of that though um when i'm at the gym what i've been doing recently is i'll work out like i'll do all my weightlifting and stretching and then I, i work out at planet fitness so on the app they have like a basically a calorie calculator thing where it's like i did this and you pick between moderate and vigorous i say okay i did since I checked in, it's been this amount of time. So I'll say I did 33 minutes of vigorous weightlifting. And then they have a note section where I list all the different parts I did. And it'll say, okay, you burned, for example, 358 calories doing that. And then 12 calories stretching. So I'm at 370. Then I'll get on the treadmill and make up the difference to 1,000. So now I'm on the treadmill for as long as it takes to burn 630 calories. Um, Recently, I've gotten back into Pokemon Go. Um, I played it two times before and both times I had to start from scratch because I just like lost the account or lost interest or whatever. Right. So this is my third time starting a new one Pokemon Go. And I was like, oh dude, I know what I'm going to do, man. I'll be on that treadmill forever. And you need to like, to collect candies, to hatch eggs, shit like that. Like you need distance, right? I was like, bro, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring my phone on the treadmill, keep it in my pocket or something, right? So I tested that out and found out that I'm a fucking dumbass because it it doesn't run on a pedometer. It runs on a GPS. So I might run five kilometers on the fucking treadmill, but I was in the same spot. So Pokemon Go is going to calculate that as zero. Right. And I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> um, I killed something, though. Due to my Pokemon Go in my gym. I felt so bad. You killed something? Like you were driving and playing? Yeah. What did you kill? Well, I pulled into the Planet Fitness. And you know I go to the gym at like 2, 3 in the morning, right? And like it's such like a steep hill that you can't always like see what's like directly in front of your hood or whatever. And... The San Miguel, because I live out in Westmobile, that San Miguel that, you know, shares that same road. Oh, you killed a runaway burrito. It has two uh, gyms, which anyone that plays Pokemon Go will know what I'm talking about. Two gyms and a Pokestop. And then the the Planet Fitness itself, there's a paintball thing that shares a parking lot, uh, Extreme Paintball. They also have a gym. Um, And then Planet Fitness has a fucking Pokestop with that weird, those squid leg paintings and shit. So I got the San Miguel's and I'm like cruising down. I'm 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 driving slow though because I don't want Pokemon Go to know that I'm driving. If you drive slow enough, it'll think you're walking and you get a lot of distance, right? And you get progress in the game. So I'm driving slow 
but I'm looking at the screen. I go to look at the screen. I'm like, all right, I'm almost at the extreme paintball thing. I can spin it and get my shit out of it. And all of a sudden I hear like, <laughs> up under my car. I'm like, what the? And I just run over a bundle of fucking sticks or what? Yeah. So I'm, I look in my rear view mirror. What did you fucking hit? It's an armadillo. Okay, you made me think it was a household pet. No, okay, well, for me it's kind of all the same, but this armadillo, he's not in good shape. Like, I didn't kill no. him, but he's gonna die. I'm like, man, these are days when I wish I had a gun so People I could just hit put this thing out of his misery. Though. People hit armadillos. The thing about an armadillo that you have to be afraid of, though, and this is why most people see them as pests on the road more than anything else, is they will fuck up your car. Mm-hmm. They'll fuck up the engine. They'll fuck up whatever. They'll get stuck inside of your car because their defense mechanism is to turn into a ball. Mm-hmm. But they also go up. Yeah, and I think he he did that because I heard the rattling. I was like, okay, that must have been a shell. But he is, and Alexandra, you can skip past this because when I was telling you about it, I didn't give these details. So skip to like a minute and a half from now, right? He's flipping and flopping. Like he's trying to like get up and keep walking, but he keeps like, like you know when like a bug has like a broken leg or something God. and they try to walk and they do like a backflip and shit like that. He's doing all that and I'm like, please just, maybe he's just disoriented and like he'll, he'll, he won't be dizzy anymore. But like, I was so mad. I was like so distraught. And I go when I park and I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to go in the gym and focus on a fucking workout right now? The only Plus of that is that maybe it'll be long enough that he won't be in the road anymore when I get out of the gym and all this. And I'm sitting there. I literally prayed about it. I don't even all right, pray. All right. So when you got out of the gym. Oh, this is the part you want to know if yeah. he was still there? Yeah. His body was there because he died. <laughs> Michael. And he was doing all these backflips and shit. And so I'm sitting there thinking like, this motherfucker probably just died so fucking scared. Look. And so much in pain. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything for him. Want him run him over again and try to finish the job? Like, unfortunately, sometimes what that's what like what do I what was I supposed option, to do? You, you don't want to do that. And then one time I hit a. I fucking I, cried about that. Oh shit, yeah, no, man. no, no, no. I've hit some weird shit, but the one that made me cry was I hit someone's cat. Ooh. I was on Newman. And it's a household cat. I thought you were going to talk about the owl that you fucking destroyed. No, that's the weird one. But that didn't make me cry. <laughs> okay. The one time I cried was, yeah, it was like somebody's cat that I had seen before. They were further down the road than usual. And they just darted out. Yeah. Like there was no, it not happening. Like it wasn't like I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention and it just darted out. And I just cried and cried and cried. I was so distraught over that. Just like I would be, like, if I hit somebody's dog, I would probably want to kill myself. Yeah. Honestly, like, I could not Oh, dude, mom, I was I was a kid in mom's passenger seat. We were driving one time. I was probably in middle school, maybe. And we had come up this hill where, like, you couldn't see exactly what was going on until you got closer and, like, you know, the sun was out and stuff. And all of a sudden, we see, like, this car that's, like, parked in the middle of the road. There's not a lot of cars around and shit. And we see... Oh, God. It still, like, disturbs me. We see there's a dog in the middle of the road, and a guy's car is parked next to it, and he's out the car. And Mom and I are just, like, sat there for a second, like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, you see 
like he's gotten something out of the car and he goes and mom throws the fucking shit in reverse she's like we need my son does not need to fucking see this we need to get out of here I'm sure the guy was probably doing the right thing, but holy fuck. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I did hit I did hit an owl once. It was like one of those gray horn owls. That's and it so was like cr- what is an owl doing a in the road? Grown ass fucking owl, like three feet tall type of big ass owl. God. Like You hit tall. the motherfucker from the hundred acre woods. Yeah, bro. I I hit owls. You hit But the thing was is that he was on a bend of a road yeah. and he was looking out into the woods. So he was on the he was on the end of the road, mm-hmm. like on the side of the road, and he was like just sitting on the ground, which I've never seen before. He was standing on the ground, and he was just looking out into the woods. And I come around this bend, mm-hmm. and he sees my lights. We see each other at the same time, because this motherfucker turns his head to a 90 degree, or whatever, and his eyes get big as shit. It was like a cartoon almost. Oh, no. His eyes get big like this, and my lights... And I just hit him. And I was like, I'm never going to go to Hogwarts. <laughs> like, I was upset. But he, That was him. Ass. He was actually arriving with your letter. And yeah, you, you were and supposed he, to go, bro. Right. Jeez. Yeah, Louise. I hit the fuck out of the owl. And I've, I think, I've, I believe I've hit a duck before. A mm. duck? That was my first armadillo. Um, I've hit... I still haven't decided if what I hit a few years ago was a cat or a raccoon. Because it was... It and I were both going so fucking fast. Because I'm on, like, the highway at night. I think I'm either headed to Tuscaloosa. I think I'm headed home. Because usually when I headed to, it was daytime. Um, But, you know, that's like a three, four-hour drive. So this is when Alexander was going to uh, the University of Alabama. And I'm going around this corner at, like, 70-something, right? No one else is on the road. Like, the road is just kind of... Not a corner, but, you know, when the road bends, like you were saying... And for some reason, something in my head, like a little Jiminy Cricket or something, just like real quick when like, you should probably slow down. And I was like, why? No one else is on the road, like talking to myself. And then like two seconds later, this fucking black and white blur just like runs out into like into the road. I fucking smack this thing. Smack it. And I go fucking flying. Like, I don't know what happened to that. That thing is dead as fuck immediately on impact, right? My ass, I was so lucky it was late at night and there was no one else on the fucking road because my shit went fucking spinning like a merry-go-round. Well, because you yanked your shit, huh? I don't know. I don't you know. had to have yanked your shit. I guess, cause, but like I whacked it and my car just like freaked out. I probably did something. I don't fucking know. All I remember is now I'm literally fucking spinning... And I'm going across the fucking median, the grass median between the different directions of traffic. Yikes. Like a fucking Beyblade. And then eventually land on the other side of the median facing the opposite fucking direction in the left turn lane. Good lord, Mike Bolt. I thought I was gonna fucking die. Like, when my shit's spinning, like, I'm just fucking... Screaming, I don't know, do I need to scream? Do I need to make peace? Do I need to pray? Like, my life is flashing before my fucking eyes. And I just took a life. And then I sit there and I'm just like, obviously, crying my fucking eyes out and immediately call mom. Like, she, what is she going to do? I'm fucking hundreds of miles away. I'm not hurt. 
but I just immediately call my mom and it's like past midnight right but like mom always does and for some reason I want to cry saying this first ring was barely done and she answers yeah Michael yeah I guess she doesn't even say hey she goes Michael or, or she'll go Madison yeah and be, whenever it's like that she'll be like talk to me yeah <laughs> like and it's what like you, you weren't even awake and like in, in that amount of time she was pulled from her dream and picked up the phone and answered it before the second fucking ring yeah and I'm just fucking crying sobbing can barely fucking speak just I had to go to shit a cat and my car was spinning around in the and she's like are you okay I'm like and yeah I think so I'm just really upset and she's like alright well I'm glad that you're alright you know just like trying to calm me down and shit and then I called Alexandra and told her about it took a couple minutes to myself and then used that left turn lane to get back on the road and come home but I was fucked up by that dude yeah. I still haven't I, I think it's a cat but when I told Alexandra about it she's like what the fuck would a cat be doing all the way there I think it was a raccoon I was like whatever or it was it it's fucking yeah it could have been because I think it was like white and black um, whatever it was it got destroyed yeah for some reason, like, I laughed a few minutes later driving. Like, I was still upset, but I was like, damn, that thing's dead as fuck. And I, like, laughed. Well. I don't know why. I think because I was just, in a way, I was happy that, like, I didn't just break its leg or some shit where it would, like, suffer in the woods for 20 minutes and die. It was like, no, I fucking, it's over. At least, at least there was that. It wasn't over for me, though, because, I, as previously mentioned, Beyblade. Speaking of destroyed. Oh, shit. Uh, let's get into the next segment where I talk about some people's destruction in opinion on their hero celebrities. You tried so hard with that segue. I could not get the words out of my mouth right. I think it could have been better. <laughs> let's talk about some times when people's opinions of famous celebrities gets destroyed when meeting them. Okay. Okay, so Mikhail. Mikhail. My Mikhail. Yeah. Um, you told me, guys, you're not ready for this. Mm. Michael has a what happens next for me tonight. Oh yeah. Is this correct? Yes, it is. So, Michael's always wanted me to stray away from like murderers or. Kills, killings. Or I think just the first episode, I did a What Happens Next on the co-ed killer. And I said, not every one of these in the future will probably be about serial killers. And then every single one after that's been about a serial or killer. Or um, like a mass homicide all at one time. Or, or a dude that got or fucked that to got, death by yeah, a horse. Which actually, at the time that we're recording this, will drop tomorrow. In like two and a half hours. Yeah. Ago. And, uh... And I mean, in 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 reality, long we've talked about this before. Long form stories mm-hmm. with twists and oddities usually come in the form of like serial killers or a mass homicide or something of that, you know, degree. That's true. So for me, because that's kind of like my my forte, the things that I delve into, it's easy to go in that direction. Excuse me, that direction of like killing or just just you know oddity stuff like that that's like very like kind of dark and twisted that's 
where I be getting my entertainment from some for whatever reason. But yeah, I asked Michael, well, what's the genre? What's the genre? And he said, um, a celebrity that doesn't end up being who you thought they were, right? Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, I so, feel like story of a celebrity with an unexpected twist. So like because I felt unworthy of the episode since he had the what happens next and I did not. <laughs> so I you felt thought, like you weren't contributing. Yeah, I thought you know I'm going to find something that has something to do with this genre. Yeah, even though she always fuels the meat of the episode yeah. because it'll be like a day and a half of recording about. Oh yeah, yeah. We we gotta talk about something. Yeah. She'll be like, "I'll do it. I'll put together what happens next," and then it's always great. So I just wanted to go through a few real quick um, moments where regular people meet their celebrity heroes, and they end up being buttholes, at least mm. in the situation. Okay. So this is an article from "Ruin My Week" um, by Dan Wilbur. Okay. Um, and he says, number one is Jason Momoa, who me and your wife are in love with. So is Rhett McLaughlin's wife. Everyone's wife is in love with Jason Momoa, honestly. I don't Um, think she's ever watched a movie that he's in. That's the funny thing. She's, like, she's not into DC. She she watches all the, like, MCU shit. I've watched, I've I've only watched Aquaman. Yeah, she hasn't watched Aquaman. She hasn't watched Dune. She definitely isn't going to watch the new Fast and Furious, like... Just knows him and his body and his face and his hair. That's fine. Loves him. Love. Yeah. So, this person says, I was dying to meet Jason Momoa and I finally got the chance to at an after party for an indie movie he was in. It was at a small venue in L.A. with some bands playing. Okay. Jason walked in and few people started talking to him. Once they passed, I bought a beer and approached him. I gave him the beer and asked him how his night was. He was kind of drunk already from the look of it, but he pounded the beer without saying anything. Why would you buy a beer for a rich person? I wasn't I wasn't too sure what to think, so I got more to the point and asked if I if it would be cool to get a pick. He leaned into my face and said, "Tonight isn't about that. Tonight is about me." And walked away. Not even five minutes later, he was taking pics with some other people across the venue and signing some autographs. LMAO. Aquaman owes me a beer, damn it. That sounds like a pissy little complaint. He's drunk. Yeah. And it, the night's about him. That was goofy, though. Yeah, that, that was is. fun. It's not about that. It's about me. And then maybe, he also takes well, maybe, pictures with other people. Maybe he was like, oh, wow, what a way to kind of try to bribe me yeah. into doing this. I don't like that. ZZ Top. Mm. I met one of the artists from ZZ Top at a super nice hotel in Louisville. Kentucky? Uh huh. Right. It wasn't a big deal to me, but was to my cousin. My cousin asked, I'm sorry to bother you, but may I get an autograph? I'm a big fan. Mm. The onesie replied, God. Sure thing, let me run up to my room really quickly and get the rest of my guys. We watched him go up to the room and waited for a little over an hour. My cousin cried. That's fucking funny. Fuck that Z in particular. That's fucking funny. How about Jerry Lewis? I'm still not mad at, at anyone yet. Let's let's see if You'll I... be mad at this one. Okay, okay. Because some of this shit's just fucking funny. It's just like, 
Let them be um, human. Yeah, avoiding people. <laughs> but for somebody to recognize you as one of ZZ Top people... What if it wasn't him, though? Oh, that would be funny. It was just some guy with a long beard and, and a hat or That'd some shit. That'd be fucked up. Yeah. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Not Jerry Lee Lewis? Just Jerry Lewis? It just says Jerry Lewis. Okay, cool. Came to the children's hospital where I was a nurse. Mm. He wouldn't come up to our oncology unit. That's the cancer unit. Yeah. Wanted us to bring the immunocompromised kids to the lobby so the press would see him meeting the children. The press can come upstairs. Sorry, Jerry. I can't do that. Fuck Jerry Lewis. Yeah, that's kind of sketch, bro. Like, if you really, if if your heart's in it, just go... Go do your Patch Adams routine or whatever with the fucking kids. Yeah. Chris Angel. Hmm. Back in the early 2000s when Chris Angel was huge, I was his biggest fan. This is Madison talking from her own experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was doing an episode of a show at my mom's work because she was a diver and it was a water stunt. Oh, it was the one where he walked on water? I was nine years old and I thought everything he did was the real thing. She let me come to work with her. She let me come to work with her and meet him. Oh, shit. I waited two hours outside the green room for him. He finally came out and walked right into me, knocking me over. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, dude. I'll never forget how he looked me dead in the eyes, knowing he had just knocked me onto the ground, and then just walked away. I cried. Fuck Chris Angel. That's, That's funny. I mean, it's a dick move. But just the way that that story was told was pretty fucking funny. William Shatner. I paid $75 to take a photo with William Shatner at Comic-Con. We had some time because the photographer had some tech issues. I said, it's nice to meet you. He responded in the most uninterested whisper, thank you. I (laughs) (laughs) I thought he didn't hear me, so I tried again. (laughs) <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Why would you do that? I don't know. And it was like he was on autopilot. Then he yelled at the photographer for having their lights too low. Apparently, quote, they need to be much higher so the nerds don't get in the way. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't fucking know. So, like... They blur out the edges so weirdos like this ones that talking that's talking to me aren't seen on camera. I guess so. So the nerds don't get in the way. Bro, you were fucking Captain Kirk. <laughs> Literally, you were Captain Kirk and you're fucking talking shit about nerds. This one's weird. <laughs> this one's really weird. The cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wait, Salem? Yeah. <laughs> what what went, is Salem doing? I went to an event with quote-unquote Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch as a special guest when I was like seven. It turns out there were multiple Salem cat actors. For some reason, this really devastated me. After that, I'd always try to point out the inaccuracy of the cats within a scene. To make me feel better, my aunt got the producers of Wishbone to write and confirm that Wishbone was a single dog actually named soccer this did make me feel better and wishbone is a better show that's all that is fucking said about it what does that mean that means that person is on the spectrum (laughs) and things like that are very important to them i guess chef duff from ace of cakes 
Dude, I used to have the biggest crush on this guy. I mean, his name's Duff. Yeah. He's got to be a little bit of a dick, right? <laughs> Grew up watching Food Network. Yeah. You said that or they said that? <laughs> they said that. Because you love some Food oh, Network, yeah. this bro. This is mine. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, grew up watching Food Network, and I'd lie if I didn't say it instilled a huge love of food and cooking into me. Oh, no. Yeah. Around the time I had started in the industry, the show Ace of Cakes with Chef Duff came on. Seemed like a super chill, relaxed dude. I mean, the opening of the show, he says he opened a shop with his friends so he could hang out and make cakes. Sets a picture. That's a script, dude. Sets a picture of what this guy is is all about. But I thought about I thought that too. So I'm working at a hotel, and one of our guests had won the lottery. Like the most amazing guest we ever had. He ended up ordering a cake from Chef Duff and I saw it on one of our notes for the day's catering events. Super hyped to see him. Hope to get a picture or something. If you watch the show, he does these big reveals to the guests, pictures with everyone, and is super friendly and personable. For the show. Right. He showed up, no spot, smile, no laughter, nothing. Took over my kitchen for a little while to assemble the last touches on the cake. Walked into the banquet hall, snapped one shot with the customer, and was out. I don't know if he was having a rough day, but it really kind of put a damper on the persona he shows on TV. Alton Brown was chill, though. I liked him. Yeah, that yeah. Alton Brown is Alton Brown. That's the good eats guy, right? Yeah, for sure. That that's just. He's like an Iron Chef host now and yeah, shit. Yeah, the Chopped or, or something like I that. I was like, how did the fucking Good Eats guy like level up like He's this, He's like man? a host of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Les Claypool. Wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me. I know that name. I know that name. Don't tell me. Uh, Les Claypool? Yeah. That's a musician. Uh-huh. Is he a drummer? Uh-uh. Okay, it's not Metallica. Mm-mm. Les Claypool. I know that fucking name. It's not Limp Biscuit, is it? Is it a it's a band I know though. I know that fucking name. I'm so mad. Les Claypool. What what year what uh decade? Probably around the same time, maybe a, uh, I would say around more the same time as Tool. But it's it's not from But it could be between Tool and Metallica. Metallica and Tool. Okay, so like Stone Temple Pilots or uh Pearl Jam. Or the one that's not either of those two bands, so I can't name. Fuck, I can't. Who was it? Primus. Is is he in Primus? Yeah. How do I know? I don't even really listen to that much Primus. How do I know his name? Les Claypool was backstage at a Primus show. He's a guitar player? He looks like he's a bass player. Okay. I don't get starstruck. Went for the quick and not wanting to be a bother. Hey, Les, big fan, man. Fuck off, buddy. That's fucking funny. And I'll end it here. Fuck off, buddy. Maybe he thought like there was a dot dot dot. Hey, big fan, can you do this? He's no, leave me alone. Jeez. Taylor Hicks. I I don't think I'd ever enjoy his company anyway. <laughs> he bothers me. Okay, he wasn't exactly my hero, but I was ten, so the winner of American Idol was pretty fucking cool to me. Taylor Hicks did a tour with the Grease musical cast, and Why? I was fortunate enough to meet him afterwards and take a picture. Why would he be with them? That guy was such an asshole. Wouldn't let me come near him. Refused to acknowledge my existence. Acted like this was the last thing in the world he wanted to do. I was starstruck. 
so I wasn't even really asking questions or anything. I just wanted a photo. He then made my mom pay for it. Piece of shit. That's fucking funny. Ah, damn. Yeah, again, Taylor Hicks doesn't seem like the type of guy I'd want to be around. I'd rather hang out with Chris Daughtry, the real winner of American Idol. Honestly, because who gives a shit? I think he was third place. Who gives a shit about Catherine McPhee or Taylor Hicks in 2023? He left at four. Oh, I could have sworn he was third place. Whatever. From what I can remember. But, like, no one cares about anyone But everybody else. was like, why the fuck did yeah. he leave? People only remember Taylor Hicks for being the guy that shouldn't have won. And, and they remember... Because he was 29 with a full head of gray hair. He was the only 29? Yeah, isn't that weird? Because I'm 29 now. And, I'm, and I, like, always think about that. I'm like... Because you could... Um, back then, you could only try out for American Idol up to that age. Up to 29. Okay. So, it's... it's they remember Taylor Hicks because he shouldn't have won. And they remember Taylor Hicks because he shouldn't have won the year that Chris Daughtry was there. Because that, that yeah. year is mostly remembered for Chris Daughtry. Yeah, Taylor Hicks shouldn't have won that Who year. Who else was even on the show that year? And you find that the per- usually the person that doesn't win after the first couple of seasons ends up being more popular anyway. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember everybody else that was on that season. Was the uh, Was the kind of like reggae guy on that season, Jason... With, oh, the, with the blue the eyes, guy that did, the guy that did Hallelujah, yeah, and like won everybody over. Uh, he might have, yeah, he might have been on that season. He was, so but he pretty. might have been on David Cook's season. I can't remember. I can't remember. It's one of the two. I know David Cook won, and he should have won. I think Adam Lambert won, and he should have won. I don't remember a lot of Adam Lambert won. I think so. Yeah, the one where he got second place. Yeah, I can't recall. But he, yeah, he 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 should have won if he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Man, he's he's. He's basically like the the de facto lead singer of Queen these days. Yeah. Whenever they do like a reunion tour or show something, he is the lead vocalist for them. So he's basically the fucking lead singer of Queen. That's crazy. He's always been very like glammy. Yeah, yeah, glam. Super glam. Glambert. Yeah, Adam <laughs> Glambert. Because like nowadays he's put on a little bit of weight, just full face of makeup. Yeah. Big, you know, Botox lips chiseled fucking beard just like clean cut but very still like he used to be very rock star but like glamorized rock star it's so funny cause like only I could only name one song by him after after American Idol and the song is probably what 14-15 years old at this point but if you ask people that are like into that type of music like like really into pop music or whatever like He's still, like, a legend to them. Like, it's oh, like, yeah. oh my god, Adam Lambert? And they'll talk about him like he's a fucking, well, like, he's, he's big, like a king. He's also big in, like, the LGBTQ crowd. Mm-hmm. Just like Britney, Lady Gaga. Like, And I he actually he, is part of the community. So yeah. I think he brought a lot of visibility. Because, again, this was, like, what? What was his year? Like, 2007, 2008? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's forever ago at this point. I, again, I was probably in middle school for that. Yeah. And he kind of brought back that. Loud and proud, in your face, not in the closet. Everyone has to kind of think, oh, he talks but this way. So American like, he was Idol, like, I am during this. American Idol, he did not say he was that. No, he just showed it. And a it, lot though. of women were about him. Yeah, they thought he was beautiful because he has those piercing eyes and he had the hair dark hair. with the bangs at the time and shit like that. Craziness. Yeah. All right, so and you got Adam Lambert with the big forehead, David Cook. 
Yeah. He's just big forehead Adam Lambert. Big forehead straight Adam Lambert. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they got a they got a, got a different sound. Like they do. They do. <laughs> David Cook's more grungy rock, but not full grunge. David just Cook's more got than... a register though. Yeah, he does. He can fucking shout to the heavens. Yeah, he can. You know, my ex kind of looks like David Cook. Remember, I used to say that. I used to say that your ex looked like a thundercat. Are we talking about the same ex? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same ex. All right, let's get into the next segment. What happens next? What happens next? What happens next? What happens next? All right, I am your host of this. What happens next, Madison? Let me. I'm not used to being on this side of town. Lean back in this chair instead of sitting on my leg and making it fall asleep. I forgot to tell you, I had a fucking fish out of water for a foot the other night. I knew what it was like to be you. Because I sit on my feet a lot. Like, when I, when I, you know, I have one leg up under me and shit. I got up off the couch to go to the kitchen and almost broke my fucking ankle because it wouldn't work. Like, fully, like, it wasn't there, right? It wasn't, like, I couldn't... Not just fat bottom foot. But, no. like, literally, like, the whole foot did From not work. From my ankle down, I could not, like, I basically couldn't feel the floor. I could only feel the unsteadiness and the fact that yeah. if I kept trying to walk on it, it was literally going to fucking snap in half. Yeah. That's why I fell. Yeah. If you don't know about that episode, I believe it's... Uh, the one Alexander was on. Toilet so, Bowls and Tiger Bites. Toilet Bowls and Tiger Bites. Yeah, I think that was like I tell a, episode 17 or something, something. like that. I tell, I tell a story about how I um, busted my fucking ass trying to get some cookies from somebody at the front door. And that was in between me telling a story about how I absolutely broke my pinky toe on my coffee table. So, there's that. That. Anyway, let's get into this. What happens? I'm excited. I'm excited to be on this side of town on this because, I mean, I love making them, but like, when you said I have one, I was like, man, I'm ready for this. I I I want to I want to guess and see what this is all about. I tried to do better this time. I know my well, my first time. I think maybe my only time was the for only the time co-ed was killer with the co-ed killer, which is episode one. And I made a lot of that shit up as I was going. So like I basically I gave myself away. I actually lie. yeah, but I give you cre- like I give you so much credit for that because when I'm making them, mm-hmm. I'm like sitting there trying to find the best answers. I'm like, how did he come up with four answers on the spot? There was one where I got to like. C or something, and I just like I had a brain fart and couldn't say anything. So I was so you're like, well, I know it's not fucking C. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, today we're going to be talking about a man named Chris Benoit. Have you ever heard of him? Chris Benoit. Please tell me you have not. It sounds vaguely familiar, the the Benoit part, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head okay Christopher Michael Benoit was born on May 21st 1967 in Montreal Quebec he then moved with his parents Michael and Margaret to Edmonton Alberta while growing up in Alberta he became fascinated with professional wrestling specifically the work of wrestlers like Dynamite Kid and fellow Canadian Bret Hart whom he first saw at a local show when he was 12 once he was old enough, Chris actually began to train as a student of the Hart Wrestling family in their notorious training facility known as the... 
A, dungeon, B, proving ground, C, school of hard locks, or D, chamber. What was the second one? Proving ground. I don't know shit about wrestling. Well, that's good. That'll make this less predictable and more fun. I'm going to say B. B, proving ground. No, it was the dungeon. The Hart family dungeon. Okay. I tried to get you with chamber there because chambers and heart. They should have called it the chamber. But anyway, yes, the Hart family dungeon. Benoit began his career as a pro wrestler in 1985 with Stampede Wrestling, which was run by Hart family patriarch Stu Hart. In 1988, he defeated Gama Singh for the Stampede British Commonwealth Mid-Heavyweight Championship, his first belt with the promotion. He won seven more championships in Stampede before they closed their doors in 1989, and he went to wrestle full-time in New Japan. While in the New Japan Dojo with other younger wrestlers, he spent months doing strenuous activities such as washing the trunks of tenured performers, doing push-ups and sweeping the floor, setting up the ring before every show and breaking it down after, or making flyers and dancing outside the arena with a sign. I'm going to say C. You're going to say C. Okay. You will be incorrect. Damn it. He was doing push-ups and sweeping the floor. That's not that strenuous. No, not really. Like, in New Japan, they have, like, their, their rookies and their younger guys. Some I think sometimes they're called Young Lions and stuff. Basically, their job is to get in matches against way more experienced wrestlers and lose. Just, like, get their ass kicked but learn how to take bumps and learn how to perform in front of a crowd until they think they're ready to actually be taken seriously and be put into actual programs. All right. Although he had originally made his Japanese debut in 1986 under his real name, in 1989 he started wearing a mask and assuming the name... A. Crispin Wow. B. Tiger Boy. C. The Pegasus Kid. Or D. The Crazy Canuck. I think it's D, because I've never heard you use the word Canuck before. Damn, wrong again. He was the Pegasus Kid. I almost said Pegasus Kid. <laughs> he originally hated the mask. But according to him, it eventually became a part of him. He wrestled in the junior heavyweight division and had many critically acclaimed matches against legendary wrestlers such as Jushin Thunder Liger, Shinjiro Otani, Black Tiger, and El Samurai. In 1990, Chris Benoit won his first major championship, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, from the aforementioned Jushin Thunder Liger. He lost it about three months later, and in the following year, he also lost his mask, forcing him to reinvent himself, starting with a new name. He didn't, like, misplace it, like, they have mask matches where you lose, you get your mask taken off. The name he chose was, A, his actual name, B, The Annihilator, C, Mike Alberta, due to his middle name being Michael and the fact that he was from Alberta, Canada, or D, Wild Pegasus. What was A? His actual name. What was B? The Annihilator. That one. Nope. Wild Pegasus. He's just wild now without That's his mask. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> He's not Pegasus kid anymore. He's evolved into Wild Pegasus. That's so stupid. <laughs> 
Over the next 10 years, Benoit wrestled all around the world, winning championships in Mexico, Europe, and the United States, eventually performing for well-known American promotions such as Extreme Championship Wrestling and World Class Wrestling before landing in the WWF, World Wrestling Federation, now known as World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. He debuted as part of a stable known as the Radicals, with a Z, of course, because it was the year 2000, alongside Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn. How long did it take him to win a championship in the WWE? A. Seven years. B. Two years. C. Just over a month. D. Twelve weeks. A. Incorrect. It took him this just. This fucking sucks. It took bro. him just over a month. I never want you to do these ever again. I because you're this. wrong. <laughs> yeah, because it's fucking wrestling. <laughs> there's like, well, there's just zero anything to go off of. Like when it comes to just factual information, like when it comes to like killing stuff, or like you start getting little tidbits of information that make you go. Oh, this is probably what it was. Mm. But the questions you're asking are like, how the fuck am I... There's no context clues here. Mm. It's just literally up in the air, everything. There may have been context or clue that you missed. No. Context or clue. Context clue or two that you missed. I apparently am not good with words today. So it was 12... It was just over a month. It was not 12 weeks, I'm sorry. Just over a month. At WrestleMania 2000, oh wow, Chris defeated another Chris, Chris Jericho, and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match to win the Intercontinental Championship. He then took part in many big moments and feuds in 2001 before injuring his neck and missing an entire year. He returned in 2002, continuing to feud with Kurt Angle, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and other big names and wrestling with a very technical, realistic style that earned him the nickname A. The Locksmith B. The Canadian Crippler C. The Machine or D. The Workhorse Pegasus is a fucking horse. But... I I did forget to mention, at this point, he is wrestling by his real name, though. Okay. Okay. Not saying it can't be Workhorse, but he's not Pegasus I'm gonna say C. See, the machine. The machine. He was known as the Canadian Crippler. That has nothing to do with his very technical style. What do you mean? Read the question again. Very technical, realistic style that earned him the nickname. I guess I could have let you know that a lot of his moves were like submissions and holds. That's what technical kind of means. His his finishing move was the cross face chicken wing, where he would like pull your arm behind your head and choke you out and make you tap out. And I guess cripple you. I don't know. So, anyway, he even won the World Heavyweight Championship and was hailed by many as a potential the guy in the promotion until June 2007 when he missed work and wasn't returning phone calls. Uh Uh-oh. His employers, the WWE, sent the police to his home as part of a welfare check. The police entered Benoit's home on my 10th birthday to find. A. The bodies of Chris Benoit, his wife, and his son. B. Chris passed out on the living room carpet, surrounded by suspected sex workers and baggies of illicit drugs. C. Nothing. The Benoits had disappeared without a trace. Or D. 
the Benoit family worried about Chris and thinking the worst, that the cops were there to tell them Chris had been found dead. Ooh, this is hard. This is tough. All of these answers are good. Thank you. I I tried. <laughs> I'm liking the juiciness this is getting into. I think it's either going to be D and what was C? Nothing. The Benoit's had disappeared without a trace. Yeah, C or D, but B's good too. I don't think it's A. I think that's too like that I feel like that's too like, oh yeah, that's what happened. Ugh. And I feel like since it's a story that you're finding, I'm gonna go with, oh, I'm gonna be mad at myself, uh, D. It was A. Fuck! <laughs> the bodies of Chris Benoit, his wife, and his son. I was way too loud this late at night. It's fine. Your neighbors are loud all the fucking time. All right, that's another one I gotta mark you. Anyway. I never mark you. Don't mark me. <laughs> Sorry. That night, WWE replaced their regularly scheduled program with a three-hour-long live tribute special to the life and career of Chris Benoit. So, A, they were all dead. Yep. Okay. All right, so, following further investigation, autopsies, and toxicology reports... It was determined that A, they had faked their deaths and left body doubles at the scene. No. B, there were no other suspects and Chris was likely the one who committed the murders and then killed himself. C, no fingerprints were found on the bodies because the killer had apparently used preventative measures and equipment. Or D, a bloody shoe print was analyzed and had the same pattern as the loafers regularly worn by WWE chairman Vince McMahon indicating that he may have at least been there before the police, but no further investigation was done in that direction. Ooh, it's either going to be B or D. Tell me B again. There were no other suspects, and Chris was likely the one who committed the murders and then killed himself. D is so spicy, I want to go after it, but I'm going to go with B this time. You're correct! Thank God! Finally! One for none! <laughs> so, over, yes, over a three-day period, Chris Benoit killed his wife and son before committing suicide. That took forever, man. His wife was bound before the killing. His son was drugged with Xanax and likely unconscious before being strangled to death by his father. How old was his son? Seven. Is that sad? Yep. How did Chris commit suicide after murdering his family? A. Sorry, I said that so fucking... <laughs> so fucking like... <laughs> after murdering his family. Anyway. A. He shot himself in the head with a 36 caliber revolver. B. He overdosed on approximately 750 milligrams of Xanax. C. He hung himself on his lap pull-down machine. Or D. He drank from a canister of rat poison he retrieved from under the kitchen sink. Uh, which one is the Xanax one? B. I'm going to go with that only because they had to do an on... What do they call it? On 
autopsy or toxicology report? Toxicology report. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> if he hung himself from his fucking, do you really like? Obviously, he would died from strangulation. Or if he shot himself in the fucking head, it's like, obviously he got shot in the fucking head. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, the rat poison or the Xanax, and because he drugged his kid with Xanax, I'm going to say he also drugged himself with Xanax. Mm. But it's rat poison, isn't it? No. He hung himself on his lat thing? That's guess, so fucking lame. I like, guess he put it on a weight that he couldn't lift. And then just put put it around his neck. Yep. I don't understand what that is. Or it would have to be a weight that he could lift, so then it would fucking do the pulley thing. And, and the, a lap pull-down machine. Well, all I know is the ones at the gym, they have, like, bars and a suspension system. I guess he so had one like that was more like ropes and bands, and so he probably tied one of them around his neck. And then, like... I don't know, walked forward or some shit. I'm not I'm really not sure. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Or okay. it was really big and he just like put it around his neck and then like hopped off of it or some it shit like that. Like and the, the weights went up and the thing went the, the canvasy type like loops mm-hmm. instead of that one big bar. Yeah. So he can like do like this kind of thing and he put that around his neck. But it would have had to have been down like this. Yeah. I don't know. That's fucking wild. But yes, he hung himself using his, his lap machine. Once the details of Benoit's actions became apparent, and this was after WWE ran a three-hour special on him the night that his body was found, and his family's body. Because they didn't know yet. So once, they, once that was made apparent, WWE made the decision to remove nearly all mentions of him from their website, future broadcasts, and all publications. It's as if the man who held their World Heavyweight Championship belt never existed. Wow. It was also revealed that at the time that his wife Nancy... At the time, his wife Nancy had Xanax, hydrocodone, and hydromorphone in her system at her time of death. But all at therapeutic levels, not toxic levels. It has been determined by some that Chris drugged them both so their deaths would be as painless as possible. Chris had similar drugs in his system, as well as an elevated level of testosterone, likely caused by steroid use, leading many to believe that this family annihilation, see when I said he nicknamed himself the Annihilator, context clues. That wasn't his fucking name, though. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) Didn't I pick the Annihilator? Uh, I don't fucking know. Was an incident of roid rage. It's also been attributed to the painkillers Chris developed a dependence for when recovering from his neck injury, and could very well be a mixture of the two. I'm just wondering, like, besides the kid, why was the wife on so many different things, even at therapeutic level? Why is there so much Xanax in the house? You know what I'm saying? I think for his pain, I don't know, but Xanax isn't really for pain, is it? No, it's for... Like seizures or stress... Yeah, it's like a it's a, a relatively high, uh, I don't want to say high dosage, but it's a relatively strong medication for anxiety and depression mm-hmm. that just kind of like numbs you out. Like yeah. people that that abuse it are usually like zombies, like mm-hmm. and they're just like blah, 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 just like 
you can tell when somebody's on Xanax if you've seen one person on Xanax. So, some unsubstantiated reports have also said that, like, a Bible was found by his, by his son's body or that it looked like he might have tried to resuscitate his son. There's lots of, like, rumors going around. Um, but this is what we know is what I've read. Um, so, anyway, after the double murder-suicide, former wrestler Christopher Nowinski contacted Michael Benoit, Chris's father, suggesting that years of trauma to his son's brain from things like pile drivers and chair shots may have led to his actions. Tests were conducted on his brain, and results showed that A, Chris had the brain of a typical human, B, Chris had a brain tumor, C, Chris's brain was half the size it should have been for a man of his age and size, or D, Chris's brain resembled that of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Wow. I just want it to be C, (laughs) but... With the fact that he had done so much, I don't know that he could have gotten through life with half the brain. What was A? He had the brain of a typical human. And then B? A brain tumor. I'm going to go with B. It was D. D is what? Alzheimer's? Wow. resembled that of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Do we know why? Well, it says... He was reported to have an advanced form of dementia similar to the brains of four retired NFL players who weren't named in the article I read who had multiple concussions, Mm -hmm. sank into depression, and harmed themselves or others. This was one of the cases that led experts in the field to conclude that concussions can lead to dementia. And it is suggested that brain damage was the leading cause of Chris Benoit's actions. Wow. That and roid rage. Possibly is. But it could have also been now with that um, with that obviously with that information it's like all I was thinking about was like how is it that they knew it was that and not he came home from work one day and his wife had done a murder-suicide with her son and then he killed himself either because, partially because of heartbreak and partially because he knew he wasn't going to be able to uh, you know fight this in court. Everybody was going to think he killed him. Mm. But I guess with that brain damage and how old was he when he died? 40. He had turned 40 the month before. Wow. That's crazy. Is that the whole story? Yep. That was it. So this is that thing. I skipped a lot of like very specific things about his shit with Brock Lesnar and all that sort of shit in the early 2000s. Is there, uh, is this, is this kind of alluding to that thing that football players get? The CTE? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... CTE. Is it the same thing, or is it just a different brain injury issue? CTE is like a condition that comes from concussion. Sometimes it's just one really big but event. But it's not the Alzheimer's-y... But also, why wouldn't they... It kind of is. Is there... Okay, so it's it is... Like, it's, like, it's like there's holes in your brain. Right. Which well, you is, tell me, how is it that nobody else noticed? His that, weird behavior? Yeah. 
That that's what I would think is like maybe they're doing a welfare check because they know he's been acting weird. There was one time where he said he couldn't show up to uh to work like this one weekend because like his wife and son were both like throwing up blood or something like that and he had to take care of them um and that happened like a little while before this event so maybe they did notice but like if he had the same brain as an 85 year old alzheimer's patient like how is he even how does he know where he is how's he getting down the ramp and into the ring what you have to think about is you say 85 year old alzheimer's patient that's when grandma died Mm-hmm. 85 with Alzheimer's. Yeah. He had a brain like that. That would be non-responsive, non-verbal, laying in a bed, not eating. <laughs> like, in my head, that's what that is. Yeah. So that's crazy to think. And in the, at that rate, your brain is, like, half the size it should be because it's been just, like, shrinking. But that's so fucked... And then you wonder, like, okay, so if you've got this issue, why would that make you kill people? Why would that make you, like, kill your family? Like, it's one thing if you're having memory issue, you come in and you don't know who these people are. But he, like, committed suicide afterwards. Yeah. Which tells me, like, he had some sort of violent, violent thing like CTE, like you're talking about. Where, like, the Alzheimer's thing is kind of throwing me off. Well, I don't think they're saying he had Alzheimer's. No, no, I know. Yeah, but it's he like... did have dementia. And Alzheimer's is, like, an advanced form of dementia. And I think CTE is, like, a form of dementia, too. Because dementia is just, like, D, obviously, is, like, a removal of or a decreasing of. And then mentia, that mint, is mental, your brain. So it's, right. like, these are all forms of a, dec- a decrease in uh, in regular brain activity and you know obviously that shows in memory loss and dangerous behaviors and you know not acting like yourself you you said yeah you said that they're like people with those kind of brain injuries tend to be either violent to others or uh end up hurting themselves somehow Mm -hmm. i wonder what that's all about it's like a defective computer. Yeah. Like you just... But that's just so wild to me. Yeah. And it's crazy that, you know, we're kind of in a, in a spot, especially me, where like, you know, grandma had Alzheimer's. It usually skips a generation. Here I am. The generation that it would come to. But she also suffered a, f- a couple big-ass concussions in her life. I'm probably going to be the one with Alzheimer's. And, and then all my siblings tumor. are going to die before me. And then I'm not going to remember that I ever had any. Uh, I don't know. If you had <laughs> Alzheimer's, you might die first. That's I, a possibility. You know, like, I kind of want to. Because, like, and Alexandra's been, like, treating this lady at the hospital who's just, like, she says it's like dealing with a toddler. Like, she. She does. She tries to be patient with her. Like she's not mean to her or anything like that. But it's just like once you get to that level, it's like I'm not even mean anymore, man. I'm just like repeating myself over and again, not knowing where I am or who people are. Like you get... wish there was a because they have that somewhere. It just became legal recently. Where it's like assisted. Uh, assisted suicide. Yeah, but. In a hospital yeah, physi- setting? Physicians assisted suicide. Yeah, where it's like, I mean, once you're that kind of a shell. Yeah. 
I mean, it's basically the same thing as pulling the plug. I mean, in a lot of ways, like, it's up to the family if they have right of attorney or whatever. Like, so it would just have to be, like, advancing that and also giving the patient more more power there because a lot of the times, not only the patient but the family has to sign off on something like that. And sometimes the patient is ready to go and the family's not and they won't sign off on it. I mean, with something like Alzheimer's, really once you get to a certain point... Mm-hmm. The only reason that person, sh- I mean, the reason the person exists still after a certain point here is because that's illegal to do. Yeah. But the only real reason somebody is still there is because some someone else can't stand to, to not have their physical presence there because everything else is lost. You know, it's like. I mean, if it, a, yeah. if it was legal and you kept somebody all the way to the point of death caused by complications due to Alzheimer's, which is what they always say it is, mm-hmm. like you're li- you you literally just have some shell of a human literally just like wasting away, doesn't do anything at all, like just lays there, doesn't eat, doesn't nothing, just yeah. And before then, you you know. It starts with just like, you know, losing words or repeating yourself. And then, of course, like the regression, like Benjamin Button style type shit. And to an eventual just like, this person is not them anymore. Yeah, it's it's hard to, uh, it's hard to make that decision. Especially if it was never talked about before or anything like that, like. I don't think grandma ever talked about that. I don't think she said, hey, you know, I'm going to get, you know, my, my grandma had this. I might have this one day. Here's what I want you to do. It's just. No, and that's what I was saying. And then you have to make the decision, like, am I going to kill my mom? That's what I was saying before, where it's like, we don't know if that is hereditary mm. or if it's because of her her concussions and her brain tumor. Yeah, she had she had a surgery where yeah. she had to have like a, a she portion had a, of her brain right. removed. She had a lot of brain trauma. Yeah. Um, so we don't know if that's what caused it or if it's hereditary. So it's just a waiting game to find out if, you know, mom or me gets that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which would suck. But yeah, it's, it's crazy that, I mean, you find in like Alzheimer's patients and dementia patients, they do get violent, but they're old. So yeah. you can kind of combat that by just being like, yo, chill the fuck out. Like, you could just kind of like hold on to them and, and try not to break their arms. Yeah, try not to break their arms or be gentle about it. But you can stop them from being too violent. Most of the time, I mean, sometimes you do hear about like, oh, my dad loves me, he has dementia, he punched me in my fucking face today. Like he didn't realize. Yeah. But. But now you're talking about someone who's Crispin Wall size. Yeah, somebody with hella muscles. But he didn't even... The problem is he didn't beat their fucking ass. No. He just drugged them to the point... Well, I don't know, because because they say that the wife... That's what's weird. The wife only had a therapeutic amount of drugs in her system. There's a picture of Chris Benoit. Oh, my gosh. He's got the fattest fucking neck. He does. I don't know how he hung himself. No, me neither. That's fucking wild. Um, <laughs> like, you should have been able to, like, 
deadlift with his neck. She had a therapeutic amount of hydrocodone and hydro... Morphone. Morphone and Xanax in her system. Mm -hmm. Therapeutic amount. Shouldn't have killed her. So then why? how'd she die? With Xanax is like a clonazepam. I think... I don't, I think they're saying she might have also died of strangulation. I can't remember. Okay. So there was some violence involved. Yeah. The son died of an overdose of Xanax. Mm. Well, the yeah. son also died of strangulation. Like, oh, okay. I didn't, like, I didn't yeah. get that. I didn't he was unconscious part. due to the Xanax, and then Chris strangled him. Is, is, okay, is got you. The events that the, uh, how so this, say, the autopsy the, the weirdest part about that is that it's premeditated. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that it has nothing to do with his brain injuries. But it would have to, because the brain is the one meditating these things, you know? So Yeah, but people with no issues in their brain, besides, you know, that one doctor that I showed y'all a long time ago, like, people that are serial killers usually have, like, a some sort of, like, defect in their frontal cortex or whatever. Mm-hmm. Besides that kind of a thing, there are, there are plenty of people out there that just be killing their fucking family without... CTE or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So then you wonder if it's just like happenstance that he was gonna fucking kill his family anyway. Could be because of roid, roid rage or whatever. But it's it's just weird that it was so premeditated. Cause if it was like, if it was like he just strangled the fuck out of him and then he killed himself, that's one thing. But these people had, he went okay. I I'm going to kill them. But I'm going to kill them when they're unaware of it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. you. Yeah. I feel you on that one. That's, like, strange, isn't it? Like, it to... Is. Because then he, he has some form of give a damn in his system. Yeah. Now, if... It, it might have just yeah. been depression. It might have been, like, literally from the brain injuries. It could have just been such a low depression... That he thought, I don't want to be on this world and I don't want my family to be on this planet anymore because fuck this life. And then he did it. Like, yeah. that's all that really makes any sense to me if it was premeditated in that kind of like, quote unquote, gentle, the gentlest way of killing somebody that you can by way of drugging them first and letting them pass out. Before you violent like like strangle them to death. There's a lot of family annihilators that do stuff like that. Where it's like, I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast, but we have talked about that. Where it's like, some financial issues that he's caught up in, or, or he's lost his job, or yeah, he's he's getting caught. Like in the Amityville or whatever it's called horror. I I don't, I don't know much about that, but like or his uh you know he's getting caught up in some scandal he's about to get exposed for, and it's just like the fact that he can't face his family and also the excuse he gives himself that he doesn't want them to live with that burden yeah it causes them to just like snap and get rid of their family and you know themselves before any of them are um there to experience the humiliation of what's going on but we haven't found out about any scandals from Chris Benoit other than what he did you know right before he killed himself so yeah, that's it's weird. And if it, if it was Roy Rage, you would expect a much more like brutal murder, not you know, let me like take a few days to drug them and you know yeah, e- ease their pain and then and then kill them. And and that's and what then I'm saying. kill myself. It's so weird that that had anything to do with 
a brain injury because it's so thought out. Yeah. I mean, maybe he heard voices. Maybe something was telling him that, like, they all had to die. Yeah. I've heard things like that. Like, maybe they all, like, they're, you know, like the cults that think that, yeah. you know, they're going to be abducted or, or they drink need to this Kool-Aid. drink this. And may, maybe it was one of those things where it's like, you know, me, you know we have to go. We got to go, you know, do the thing to the next level or whatever. I'm I'm really not sure. There's not many other details on it because, I mean, you can't ask him what his motive is because he was dead. You can just, you know, look at the details of the crime and try to extrapolate from there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best. I think your opinion there at the end, or your theory there at the end, is probably the best one so far as far as, like, something was telling him to do it. You know, he was kind of glitching out brain-wise and the culty type of vibe there without it being a cult at all but just something being like we all have to die to go to this better place or whatever um like if you tell an 85 year old alzheimer's patient like to do something that they're physically able to do i mean that you can probably get them to do it like you have to throw yourself out the window when this good thing will happen or whatever and they'll just okay i don't know i don't know if, like how, how crazy it can get but i mean yeah I like you said they're almost like this this shell so yeah. I don't think they're saying he was exactly like an Alzheimer's patient in terms of like you know disability and stuff like that no. but just I think it goes to show like how similar a condition like CT is with the you know the holes that develop in your brain and again when his brain was studied and stuff I think it was before there was a lot of research into CTE so when she said that, she was going off of information that she had about Alzheimer's, right? So maybe she saw holes in the brain, and at that point, really one of the only conditions that she knew of that um, expressed itself that way was Alzheimer's. Right. So, but yeah, we've, we've, you know, over the last, you know, over a decade now, you know, more research has been done, and it's been shown that, damn, you know, people with CTE, their brains end up looking like sponges and shit, like SpongeBob with, you know, holes and shit like that in them. And we've seen very public documented um, instances. One big one is Antonio Brown. I think I've said this before. He's a really nice guy, although he did play for the Steelers, and you know my opinion on them and their fans. But he was nice. He was sweet, right? People liked him. He was the next big thing with wide receivers. And then one day, this really dirty player from the Bengals, Vontez Burfecht, head-to-head, and Vontez Burfecht was known for being dirty. Antonio Brown goes to catch a pass. Vontez Burfecht comes up as Antonio Brown's already being tackled and basically just does, like, a drive-by head-to-head, like, runs past him with his head down, hits Antonio on the side of the head, and Antonio goes, he spins and lands on the ground with his arms out, and then you can see him, like, pass out and then, like, sort of wake up and not know where the fuck he is. And after that, he started, like, dyeing his mustache blonde and being weird with teammates and uh getting in arguments with his quarterback who's also a piece of shit he's the one that got like naked and ran off and sat in the parking lot right yeah so yeah because he bounced from team to team he got credibly accused of multiple sexual assaults and then for some reason tom brady still trusted him enough to move him into his own house and bring him down to be a member of the tampa bay buccaneers and then one day he snapped at his coach and in the middle of a game against the Jets, I think they were in New York also, he, yeah, like you said, he takes his fucking uniform off and dances across the end zone and leaves and then 
waits outside for someone to come pick him up. And then after that, was also caught on camera being in a pool and pulling his pants down and like shaking his ass in a, in a random woman's face. You know, whipping his dick out at people, not paying people, getting accused of domestic abuse, you know, like physically throwing women out of out of his house, stuff like that. So very like like I said, public documented um instances that a lot of people are tracing back to that that hit. You know, just like like I said, it could be one big event, one big concussion, or it can be a series of them yeah. over a number of years. You take so many hits to the head and your your brain really starts to deteriorate due to that. Well guys, take care of your head. Yep. Take care of your brain. Take care of your cranium. Take care of all of it. Mm. Take your omega threes, fish oils. Yeah. Eat a Mediterranean diet. That helps your whole body out. Um, and pro wrestling is usually a lot safer these days, at least on like the big, the bigger uh, promotions. You have like the backyard dudes that are hitting each other with light tubes and shit. But like yeah. the bigger guys, um, it looks less real sometimes, but it's because they're being safer, like with the chair shots and shit. Like we're not actually because back in the day, they would actually be like denting yeah. actual metal fucking chairs like you know, hey guys. Even like the falling yeah. through tables shit yeah. is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like cage matches are fucked up to me. Yeah, hell in a cell, shit yeah. like that. Exactly, but it, it's in general performed safer this these days by the bigger yeah. names. All right, guys. But that's still well, a risk, especially if you're a high flyer that's always jumping off things. You can always hit your head on the ground, so. I really dug that. You did a really good job of that. Thank you. I was I, shitting on you in the beginning, but it turned around very quickly. Yes. And You were one for ten. I was really bad at that. So I think I'll stick to making them from now on. <laughs> because I cannot take this kind of L in my <laughs> ego. Nice. So, um, let go my ego, basically, is what I'm saying. Uh... Yeah, anyway, sorry. Uh, I just blinked for a fucking second. Maybe I already have dementia. Who knows? No, you just have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, let us know if you liked Michael's rendition of What Happens Next. What I killed my family. I killed my family. <laughs> um, and uh, let us know in the comments what's been your favorite What Happens Next so far. Uh, was it episode one? With the co-ed killer. And if you haven't listened to that one, shame on you. Go listen to it. Was it Kenneth Pinion? Uh, Mr. Hands, the butthole killer? <laughs> butthole killer. The man who died. I think the himself. horse was the butthole yeah. killer. Yeah, the horse. Jesus. Was it the guy who killed his whole family on Thanksgiving? Remember that one? Mm. And we got all kinds of them. Nowadays, or was it this one? Chris Benoit. Benoit. Ben dead. Anyway. Alright, guys. Well, we love you and we will talk to you next week. Peace out. Deuces.